everyone, welcome to Netball Nation. I'm Emma Louise Jones, your host, and as always, we're joined by Sarah Bayman. Hello. Very smiley. And Maggie Birkinshaw. Hello. Looking like she's ready to go for a run. Very fresh today. She's got an active wear on. Active wear, that's what it is, in the active wear. Right, we have got a very busy show today, and we'll be starting with a very exciting penultimate round of the Vitality Super League, which has left it all to play for in terms of the battle for top four this weekend. We'll be talking about last week's results, and of course, be looking ahead to the final round of games. We're also really excited to be joined by Rugby League superstar Jodie Cunningham, who's going to be chatting about choosing rugby over medicine, the upcoming World Cup in 2021 and her role as World Cup ambassador. We've also got loads of questions as well and shout outs from our lovely Netball Nation family. So thanks for getting in touch. We're going to be putting both Mags and Sarah in the hot seat for those. That all sound all right with you? Yeah, yeah sounds great. All good, Belting. Welcome to Netball Nation. Right, just before we get going, I need to give our fantastic host, Sarah Bayman, a shout out for being a part of the BBC Change the Game Woo! campaign. Thank you. Yes! Can I, can I, I've got a confession to make, Go right? Uh, you might have seen this on social media, the BBC Change the Game campaign, and I had a look, I zoomed in, I was like, this is amazing, this is so cool. Didn't recognise Sarah at all. <laughs> Do you know what? She was That's, that glamour yes. at the end. If this, you look at far left, there you are. Yeah, I know. Well, well everyone stop sounding surprised. This is <laughs> such burn from you two. It's like I don't turn up every week looking like that. <laughs> like, the fact you d- didn't even recognise me, like unrecognisable is just so harsh. I think in, the, in Yorkshire, Sarah, we say something like... That by eight last, there's scrub up well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was plenty of scrubbing to get us looking that well. Let's be honest. Honestly, though, we're so proud of you, Sarah. Yeah, Honestly, bursting with pride. You're going to be uh, commentating on the World Cup, uh, and uh, hopefully, we're going to get a new gif of Sarah at some point. That. <laughs> How excited are you? Because honestly, we, it's incredible what you're so doing. So excited, and I think the launch on on Wednesday night, there was such a buzz in the room because because it's so many sports and um, such a big summer for football, cricket, athletics, netball, um, by bringing that all together, the BBC is just creating like a huge amount of weight behind it. And it's so nice that netball is now at front and centre of that conversation. So yeah, super excited. Um, and yeah, can't wait to get started. We can't wait either, can we, Max? Oh, I, I, I'm ready now. I'm it's- ready now. Can I, do you get to keep the frock? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I was going to say it was mine, but it's Stacey's. <laughs> I mean, they didn't provide you with it. Well, there the, the were other options, but the colour palette was like very neutral, like whites, uh, pinks, beiges. And I was like, I'm I'm fairly pasty. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really own these colours. Can I ask then, hang on, did Stacey have to ship the dress over no, for the she'd, occasion? No, she'd left it at home like, uh, uh, right. like a fool. <laughs> so you basically raided Stacey's wardrobe. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was like, she's got plenty of neutral tones. We'll go there. I think you can be forgiven for doing that yeah, for this occasion. Yeah. But one more time, congratulations, Thank Sarah. Thank you. We Good job. Sarah, we're so proud of you. But right now, we've got another reason to be proud as well. Loughborough won. Yes. So round 17, Super League results. Uh, talk to us. Um, we scraped past Pulse, who played well. And um, we were a little bit flat, but I think everyone just knew we had to win and it didn't matter how we won. Um, and we didn't win an overly pretty game. But uh, yeah, we, we got through it. And so that was a massive one, I think, because Pulse Pulse have the potential to upset people. And I know Bath are worried going into their game with Pulse this weekend. Um so we're happy to get that one out of the way. Well, Pulse were leading, like you say, weren't they? What yeah. did you say to the girls at the end of the first quarter? You must have said something. Oh, I can't even. Can remember. you repeat it? Yeah, yeah. I can't, we I, can beat I, things out. Yeah, I mean, a few, a few, bo- a few bombs were dropped. Yeah. But, um, 
but generally, I, th- I, I, I think when players are trying a hundred percent, it's it's trying to give them the information that they need because it wasn't it was wasn't about a lack of effort. It was like you could see they were struggling in terms of like they were physically tired. Mm. We basically have had four away games on the trot with Glasgow, um, and it it's it kind of was taking its toll. So um, I was just really happy that they dug in on that one because it's a game we could have easily lost. And it's a game that now puts Loughborough into fourth spot on 36 points along with Team Bath and Manchester Thunder. This is incredible. Do you reckon this is the closest Super League we've ever had in terms of battle for top four? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, but that's, I know it's 10 times for you, Sarah, but it's what you want. It's, this no, is, she doesn't no, want no, no. It's not what I no, want. It's sorry, what everyone else what, wants. It's what we want. It's what <laughs> we <laughs> want because this makes it all yeah. the more exciting. No, it does. And it and that's it. From a, from a spectator's point of view, it's been the best season ever because it's been the, t- the tightest season ever. And for it to go down to the last day, everyone's be playing at the same time. No one's going to know each other's results until you get off court. Um, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do to coaches, but... It's, yeah, it's that's not the healthy. thing because you can't track it. What's <laughs> no, that going to be like no. for you guys? I mean, it, to, to be honest, we're in a quite a clear cut position because our goal difference is so so bad. We we win and we're in. We lose and we'd expect oh. to be out. So, but I mean, Mavs that, are going to have to put some serious goals away. Yeah, well, I mean, Mavs' goal difference is great. Yeah. So if they win and one of us loses, Mavs are going to be fine. So, uh, w- like I said, we're in a clear-cut position. It's just winning, you're in, losing, you're probably out. And well, that's it. So you don't have to really worry about anyone else. You always back Dragons, who, of course. <laughs> don't you? Every Netball Nation, right. whatever you do predictions. If, if Dragons are the downfall of our season, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. <laughs> but what have you got to do to get the win against them? Um, I think Dragons are, like... They're a tough team to play against because they play quite a short game. You've you've got to go hard man on man against them. You've got to you've got to generate some turnover balls somewhere. And we didn't turn over a lot of ball last weekend, which um, is a little bit unusual for us. So we've we've got to defend better than we did last weekend. Um, we attacked pretty well last week, and we've got to make sure that we we continue to find our shooters. But our defence needs to step up a little bit. Right. Okay. Well, Jeff's been in touch. He's been listening very carefully. To uh, Netball Nation. Don't he's listen emailed too carefully, us. Jeff. He says he's a long-term Loughborough fan. Oh, excellent. Yeah, like him already. And also, he's been listening to you rate your team's performance every week out of 10. And he says, Jeff says, Sarah, how do you rate yourself as a coach out of 10? Ooh. He said, you always rate other people. How do you rate yourself? <laughs> he sounds like my players. Jeez, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeff. <laughs> Cut me a break. <laughs> um, it, it, I think that obviously varies. So it's hard to go, oh, well... I'm a seven for the entire season. Um, I think different weeks you feel like you've done a better or worse job. Um, and so last week, um, I felt like we we could have prepared the girls better, not from a, like, we didn't prep properly, but from physically, we, we probably needed to give them a bit more rest than we did between Glasgow and last week. Um, so this week, I'm hoping that we've got it right and that they come out looking a bit fresher. So probably about a six last week. But do you ever do that? Do you ever step back and go and think about just deviating away from what Jeff has said? What can I do as a coach? And do you ever just sort of stand and go, how can I help the girls now? What yeah, can I and, and, I mean, that's generally, uh, you look at a game and you go, we did this and we did that and we did the rest. But I think it's important from a coaching perspective that you go, right, what did I affect here? Like, what what effect did I have on the team during the match? And how did our, how did our week like contribute to us playing either well or badly and you've got to continue to do that because if you just plow on and don't don't sort of reflect yourself and don't listen to feedback that's coming from players and other people around you 
then you're not going to improve. And absolutely, so it's a. I mean, it's a tough one, but and because no one, no one likes to hear bad things about themselves. But you've got to do it. Yeah, I mean, but then also internally, we all have that voice that is our own worst enemy, and sometimes that can actually help you if you really do need to reflect, can't it? Yeah, it can do. I mean, sometimes it's like you say to yourself, "Well, what?" When you're talking about, you know, how do you rate yourself as a coach? It's what do you measure yourself on? Is it just on the win? Is it on the losses? Is it how the girls perform? You know, you're talking about giving the girls some rest. It's difficult from a coach's perspective because you're getting to that proper business end of the season and you need to have them in training because there are things in your mind you need to work on. But you're also mindful. They've done some serious miles, just sat in the car, bodies all crunched up. They need rest. So where do you get that balance? Are you a good coach if you give them three to four days off through the week? Are you a bad coach then if they, they don't perform at the weekend? So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. It is really You've difficult. You've got to make. Yeah, and, and it's and I think Max makes a good point that you know we're in, we're at a performance level, but you can't judge everything on results. You can't go, oh, we won at the weekend, so it was great yeah. because it wasn't, uh, and we we lost against Storm, so that was terrible because that week was we had a good week. Yeah. yeah. So it you've got to have other measures, sort of, other measures that you can use and and sort of and yeah, put a yardstick on how it's going. Well, there you go, Jeff. Just for the record as well, I'd rate you higher than six. Sorry, I think you've been very harsh on yourself. There. Well, she no, is this, no, she is. This, yeah. she's very this self-critical. Week, this week we're going for at least. Uh, Seven. <laughs> We're just pushing the boat right, <laughs> right, there you go, Jeff. Thanks for getting in touch. We hope that that does answer your question. And if you've got anything you'd like to discuss, please do get in touch by emailing hello at mynetballnation.com or through any of the socials at mynetballnation. Right, we move on to possibly the shock of round 17. <laughs> and I have to say, both of you didn't get this one right. No. Team Bath beat Manchester Thunder away from home, 53-56, which definitely improves their chances of a top four finish, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was a must win for Bath really and I I like I obviously didn't think they could no um I thought Thunder would beat them and I'm I'm impressed that Bath pulled that out the bag because they've had a, a tough run into the end of this season mm. and they've won some big matches so yeah congrats to Bath yeah um, and yeah, Thunder will, Thunder will be a little bit worried. Well, it's two defeats on the trot for Thunder, but they should they should still qualify, shouldn't they? For top yeah, four goal difference. I, don't think, I think they're fine. Th- Thunder will be fine. Um, I think they'll probably beat Storm because we've we've talked before. Teams outside that top five, Thunder play very well, like do very well against because they've got fast starts. Um, so I think they'll they'll beat Storm. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting come semi-finals time who who faces who mm. because there's you know everyone's got a, a bit of a bogey team in that top four top five. It's all very heated, isn't it? Right, as I mentioned earlier, that win for Bath now puts them level with both Loughborough and Thunder, meaning you're all on 36 points. We've got Mavs sat in fifth spot on 33 points, basically waiting for Loughborough or Bath to slip up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've still got to win. Yeah, but but if they do, they are waiting for Loughborough or Bath to slip up uh, because their goal difference is better. Bath have got Pulse at home in the final round. Do you think they'll manage to get the winning secure top four? I I don't know. I think I think they probably will win this game, but it Pulse will definitely go there and and try and give them a rattle. Yeah. Like they mm. Pulse have been playing pretty well in these in these latter stages, and they're a tough team to play against. So Bath have struggled um, a bit like ourselves, struggled against some of the teams you wouldn't expect them to. Um, but I think. I think when it's on the line like this, Bath have shown that, you know, in do or die games, they're pretty good. There. Yeah. Well, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Moving on now, as predicted correctly by you both, Wasps took the victory against Sirens 56-41, but it was a good performance, wasn't it, from the Scottish side? Yeah, I mean, that momentum has built towards the back end of the season and they've got some little superstars now coming mm-hmm. through, you know, um, and I don't think we ever predicted anything other than a win for Wasps. 
They have been consistent now for the last couple of games. They've been putting everybody out on court, giving everybody a run out, getting themselves ready for the semi-final. And I think that's where their focus is. Get this job done. We're already in the semi-finals. Let's work towards that. Yeah. I think I think I said last week, even if Simons play well, they'll lose. And that's what happened. They played well. It was a good game. and, and But they lost because Wasps have got too much quality. But... It's it's promising signs for Sirens for World Cup and for next year. Yeah, it's not really a reflection on their performance. No, 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 it's no. just that they were up no. against Wasps. Yeah. Who... Listen, I mean, the score, I forget what the score was now. What, uh, 50-41. Yeah, so that score line, if you look at that, I mean, last season, the season before, there'd have been 20, 30 goals yeah. between them. So yeah. it just shows the progress that they've made. They're you know. moving closer. Yeah, they're, moving they're doing closer. really well. Right, moving on. You both got this one right. Uh, this Surprise. Was, Dragons got a home win against Storm. Mags, you mentioned last week, do you think Storm have peaked too soon? Oh, Christ, you know, that, that term peaked too soon. I think it's just the fact that Storm just had, uh, they've been up and they've been down and they've been up and down. When they managed to get all seven people firing at the same time, they're putting great performances. Mm. You get one person in that link that's sort of just not quite making the right connections, then it, it just falls apart. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that um, <laughs> that Dragons are just... They're just just amazing. I think as well, like Kyra Jones is retiring. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, it was, it, their last it game, was her wasn't last it? home game for Dragons, and so that's like a, a, a massive motivation for them to go out and and kind of see Kyra off with a home win because um, she's she's been phenomenal for Dragons. Like she's been there a long time. She's been a, a really good player for them, um, and I'm sure it was emotional for for yeah. them as a team. Yeah, it's like Sarah said earlier about the the Dragons playing that really short game where you can't steal ball off them. They've just got to kind of lose the ball or give it to you. So you know if that's what Storms. What we're trying to do, trying to sort of steal the ball off them. It's just not going to happen. And Dragons obviously did that, played that nice short game, kept hold of the ball, get it to go, end. Exactly. And like I say, you both got that one right. Finally, Mavs got an impressive 48-62 win against Stars, but the scoreline perhaps flatters them a bit because it was close right up until the last quarter, wasn't it, when Mavs really did pull away? Yeah, it was. It all happened in the last quarter in that yeah. one. And, and like you say, it was close. And Because I, I saw the result and was a bit like, oh, I, I, expect, <laughs> I expected that to closer. Be, I expected yeah. that to be closer. But then sort of reading the story of the game, um, it was very, very tight until that last quarter. So... Mavs will be happy to get out of that one because, like we said, stars have stars have been a real mm. danger team this year. Yeah, well, that keep that win keeps them in contention as well for top four. They're facing Sirens in round eighteen. You'd think they'd take the win at home, shouldn't they? Really for that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I think I think they will beat Sirens. Although it was same scenario last year, um, and they and they lost to Sirens. But I think it's a different team. It's a different scenario. Um, I think they'll win that one and put the pressure on the other teams above them. Right. Well, thank you very much for that, ladies. We'll run through all the round 18 predictions again at the end of the show. But right now, we're going to chat to England and St. Helens Rugby League star, Jodie Cunningham. Hello, Jodie. <laughs> Hi. How are you? You're right. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Busy, but good. Yes. Why doesn't that surprise us? Uh, we might as well, <laughs> we'll crack on and make the most of the time that we've got you then, Jodie. Because firstly, I want to ask you about your decision to play rugby league instead of studying medicine at uni. How difficult was it for you to make that call? Because you'll have been really Young when you decided that yeah well I mean at the time it didn't feel like such a big deal because I was 17 and I'd just been selected in, in the open age women's squad um, and that was when I was applying to university and you know you're trying to plan your life at that point and I just wanted to give my all to rugby league and doing medicine at university would have been too much of an ask to try and commit fully to, to international rugby league as well. So I did biomedical science with the idea that, you know, if it didn't work out in rugby league, that I can um, push on and do medicine afterwards or even do it as well as. But yeah, rugby league's took me in a, in a whole new uh, direction and, and now I work full time for the World Cup. So 
it's paid off. Oh, cra- what a career, what a move. That's medicine's lost, definitely, in it? Rugby league's gain. And now you are the Rugby League World Cup 2021 Women's Ambassador, and that's set to be the most inclusive sporting event in the UK. What does it mean yeah. for you, Jodie, to be such a key part of this huge occasion? Yeah, for me, I'm just really proud to be able to be part of the planning of the World Cup as part of the, the World Cup team full-time, but then also... The end goal really for me uh, individually is to be part of that England women's team once it gets around to 2021 and, and hopefully we can win a World Cup on home soil. So to be able to be part of that inclusivity and the World Cup are doing great strides in, in getting myself as the women's ambassador and, and James Simpson as the wheelchair ambassador on board so early so that we can raise the profile of the, the women's and the wheelchair game so that when it gets around to the tournament and all three World Cups are being played at the same time that, you know, there's a real buzz around it and we get people interested and in, in getting down to watch. Well, as well as that, the competition has got an opening ceremony at Anfield, hasn't it? And um, a double header final as well. This is exciting. Alongside the men at Old Trafford. That's a huge step forward, isn't it, for the sport, Jodie? Yeah, I think it, it's huge for, for women's sport in general, but especially for rugby league. Um, you know, I, I've been part of rugby league, open age for... Uh, just over 10 years now and in the last year it's grown more than it has in, in the rest of that time and I never would have believed you if you told me that we'd be playing a, a double header at, uh, mm-hmm. at Old Trafford for the for the finals of the World Cup so it's such a huge statement and, and it shows what a statement the World Cup wants to make about how um, inclusive it really is it's not just a token gesture they're putting um, the women's game right up there alongside the men on the biggest um, stadiums in the UK. And it's going to be so special for every woman who gets a chance to walk out there. And deservedly so as well. What do you think that means for the future uh, of women in rugby league then? This kind of impact? I mean, it can only be positive and, and it's just, it's the start, I think. Um, you know, the last 12 months have been huge for the sport. The fact that in 2021, we've got Anfield, uh, Headingley, York and, and Old Trafford final to look forward to. That's the growth that we're now seeing at the girls level because of the in- inspiration that that's providing. And there's now names in the sport of, of women's rugby league that young girls know, look up to and can aspire to be. And that's only going to mean that after 2021, there'll be a real legacy. There'll be more players playing. We want 21,000 girls playing by, by 2021 and and that's definitely achievable with the momentum that we're gathering now with, with the uh, excitement towards the World Cup. Definitely. And Sarah and Mags, you will both know how important it is as well for women and girls in sport to have those figureheads to aspire to be like, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's hugely important. Um, I, I know that I had my person when I was working my way up the ladder within the netball world. And, you know, strangely enough, I, uh, I met up with that lady only last week. Wow. Um, I'm going to push out to her, Marion Lofthouse. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah's smiling. She knows her as well. And, and you know, you do. You actually, you see those people and you just want to say, I want to be that person. I want to be like her. And if Rugby League can now get on the back of what netball's on now, this 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 growth within netball, it's always been, yeah. a, you know, a spot that's been um, had good participation levels. But on the back of winning that Commonwealth gold, it's just growing out of, out of control. So let's hope it rolls into Rugby League as well. J- Jodie, how did you get playing Rugby League? I started in school, so I wasn't, I was never sort of into rugby league at all. I've, I've played a lot of netball, gymnastics, all different sports, but never was interested in rugby league. And I just, an opportunity came up. We started a girls' tournament the year I started high school, and one of my friends had played with the lads when she was younger and, and encouraged me to get involved. And that was it, never looked back. 
And did you have someone, Jodie, who you looked up to and went, do you know what, I want to be like that, or someone that encouraged you? Not particularly in the women's game. I'll be honest, when I started playing, I didn't even know that there was, I didn't know there was any women's team. There was no oh. coverage, there's no profile whatsoever. So when I speak to girls now and they know, you know, they might know who I am, they might know who, who other big names in the sport are. I just think that's incredible because they've got them aspirations from an early age. It wasn't until a coach said to me that, you know, if you carry on one day, you might play for England. It wasn't until that point I ever even thought that that could be a goal for me. So these young girls can have them really high goals that they can aim to achieve at a really young age and it can only be a positive. Definitely. And if you're, if you're, if someone's sitting there now and they're a young woman or a girl and they're thinking, actually, I want to get involved in sport, be it rugby league, netball, anything at all like that, what one bit of solid advice would you give to them from like taking on your experience? Well, the simple answer is just do it. You know, I, I think it's tough because starting anything new is always intimidating and it's nerve wracking no matter what it is. And, and starting a new sport or starting for a new team is, it can be daunting but I think for me I've got friends for life from rugby league if you take away you know the international and and the elite side of it just friends and and support network that I have from rugby league and the confidence and that's from any sport particularly team sports like netball the same I've got I've got loads of friends from playing netball and it's that confidence that it gives you and the support network and body confidence everything about it rugby league particular is a game for all shapes and sizes from the smallest to the biggest and it literally is the best choice I ever made and my life took a completely different journey because of it but irrelevant of the England and and the elite side of it I just enjoy playing and I I enjoy spending time with my friends from all the different teams and anyone at any level whatever sport you're interested in just just get down and do it take the plunge love that bit Jody, of advice yeah Jodie could I just ask you if I if I was that person who didn't know anything about rugby league how would I access it where would I need to look where would I go uh, well first first point of call I'd, I'd go to the rugby league uh the RFL website uh rugby football league if you google it you'll, you'll be able to get on there and that'll give you you can find any local clubs whether it be at girls level or um or at open age level and then obviously the women's super league at this point in time there's still a lot of opportunities in the women's super league as well some of them are running um development uh, or under 19s where there's a there's a real route into the super league level if you've got some uh talent there and at international level they're looking at not just looking at experience um players they're looking at people with athletic ability and just some raw talent that they can really mold and and train up to the world cup so get down get on the the uh, rfl website if you're not sure or if you've got a local team particularly a super league club if you get get down to them and contact them they'll be able to direct you to any local teams or the, the relevant age group for you Brilliant. Thanks, Jodie. And just before we were chatting to you, we had a mini chat between ourselves about what I'm going to ask you about next. Because uh, it was announced that the Rugby League World Cup 2021 and the Vitality Netball World Cup 2019 have signed a Memorandum of Understanding, which is a world first for the events. Can you explain exactly what that means? Basically, it, it's it's a knowledge share agreement. Um, when you're obviously running major events in in the UK as as they're doing with netball and as we're doing with the World Cup um, it's around just that knowledge share and there is a lot of that that goes on between major events but uh, netball and, and the Rugby League World Cup have made, um, put that down in terms of a memorandum, a, a real 
strong agreement where everything from tournament uh, logistics to commercial plans and digital strategies, every single aspect of running a major event, which is so much more than I ever thought before I got involved in it. There's, there's so many different aspects and it's that that real agreement where we share that knowledge and make sure that we can help netball to run the best possible netball World Cup that there's ever been and equally they'll share their learnings from running the, the World Cup um, in Liverpool to the Rugby League World Cup so that, again, we can run the biggest and best Rugby League World Cup when it comes around to 2021. There is a lot of similarities between the sports in terms of, you know, the nations that are playing. Um, there's a lot of Commonwealth nations in, in both sports. And there's just a lot of learnings that can be took from both. And hopefully we can, on a joint venture, help each other to be as successful as possible. Mag, Sarah, what do you think about that? There's nothing to say. I think it's an absolutely amazing thing to be happening. And um, long overdue, well done. Yeah, definitely. And Sarah? Yeah, no, it's great. I think that the more that the sports can help each other and and especially with a, a kind of formal agreement like that, it, it just, it, it's going to grow massively. So Brilliant. It's exciting. very exciting. We will let you go in a minute, Jodie, but just finally, what do the next sort of few years look like for you in the run-up to the Rugby League World Cup? Uh, for, well, for me personally, very busy. So um, I'm absolutely loving my time with the uh, Rugby League World Cup. I'm a complete Rugby League nerd, so mm-hmm. being able to do Rugby League full-time is, is perfect for me. And then, Obviously, I've got my commitment. I play for St. Ellen's uh, club side, so we've got really high hopes to, to win some silverware this year. Um, so just training hard with them. Hopefully, have a great season, injury-free, fingers crossed, because the last two years have been a bit rubbish for me in terms of injuries. Um, and then, yeah, just get myself as fit as possible and in the best position to get myself in that, that World Cup squad in 2021. And then, hopefully, planning-wise, um, working really closely with the legacy manager. That's the um, area I work on in the World Cup to get as much excitement and, and as many great things happening uh, around the World Cup to leave that legacy in all the host towns and cities after the World Cup. So I think I'll sleep for about a month <laughs> um, in December 2021, but really exciting and really busy times ahead. Well, thank you so much, Jodie, for joining us on Netball Nation. We're wishing you a huge good luck for an injury-free season and also for your World Cup preparations. Thank you, Jodie. Thank you very much. Can't wait to be watching the, the Netball World Cup. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Good on you, Jodie. Yes. Uh, Jodie, one last thing. Don't yeah. go well against Leeds Rhinos. <laughs> or, or Wigan. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you heard it here first, Jodie. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank Take you care. Now. Thanks Bye. again. Bye. Uh, Mags and Sora, what's your take on that then? Well, you know, back in the day, and I'm talking way back in the day, when I was following rugby league because of the family connections, you know, I thought, I want to do that. I want to have a go at that. But number one, there was no opportunity to do it because there were no female games. Number two, the men just would just laughed at you if you thought you wanted to play rugby league. And, you know, within the family, they said, you're not playing. You can't play. You were actually told you can't play. Yeah, you can't play because it's not for women. It's not for girls. That, see, that just now, that seems like a whole world away, mm. doesn't it? I mean, there's been that wonderful sea change, and thank Christ there has been. But... It's what the 1920s were like. <laughs> <laughs> 30s. 30s. <laughs> <laughs> so Savage. So I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> I, but I, I, think, I think it's great that the Rugby League is doing that because... I, I think rugby league's up against it a little bit. Like it's a predominantly northern sport. You know, rugby union dominates down south, and and the the women's rugby union team has become 
kind of household names and got a profile and rugby league's now on catch up. So I think something like the World Cup being hosted in England will be massive for that just to kind of get it the exposure and to get people knowing that they, they can play that game. Can I ask then, ladies, when do you think that turning point started to happen where people went, actually, women can play this game, it is inclusive and they're allowed to? Do you know, I honestly can't pinpoint when that actually happened. I just know that there was the, the big push for, you know, female sport and that it's underrepresented and that, you know, we've got so much coverage with male sport. And somewhere there was there was that sea change and it happened, but I can't pinpoint where. I, I, think, it's, it, I think it's more recent than we believe. I think it's probably like last 10 years mm. that that's happened because yeah. you think it's about... It's just because we're also young. Yeah. We don't remember it. Um, clearly not. No. When I was like four, <laughs> 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> um, no, but it is great then that it mm. is. That turning point has happened and it's great from hearing people like Jodie talking so passionately about it because right now she will be, for some girls the person they aspire to be like, won't she? Yeah, and, and you've we, you've got to have that visibility. You've got to have those role models that, that girls can go and get the autograph from at the end of a game mm-hmm. and girls can look up to and go, I, I want to be I want to be her. Because um, that will make a huge difference to the grassroots game. Definitely. Well, th- that was really interesting talking about that. And if you've got any questions about it, because we want to talk about sport, uh, any sport really, particularly women and girls in the game. So if you've got any questions about that, hello at mynetballnation.com. You can get us at Netball Nation as well on all of the socials. But now, ladies, it's time to put you in the hot seat. We've had some great questions and shout outs coming this week from our lovely Netball Nation family. So thank you so much to those of you who've got in touch. We've had loads, actually, loads of oh, messages God. this week. You'll both be pleased to know for now. Firstly, <laughs> starting with Andy Leons, who tells us he's a big fan of the show and... He's a Lightning fan as well, Sarah. We're all, all coming out today. Basically, yeah. only Lightning fans are listening to this. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, he's I've, all... I've turned everyone else yeah. off. <laughs> he's also a netball dad, which is great to know. Good. And he's asked a really in- question, uh, interesting question, actually. He said, why do people look at men who enjoy watching the sport with disapproval? That's obviously his experience. Uh, is it something that you found, ladies? I don't think so. I mean, th- I've no personal experience of that. Can um... I throw it out there and say maybe asking you to, you're only going to really have had positive experiences of people watching it. So maybe this is a kind of question to throw it back out to the Netball Nation listeners. Yeah, potentially. And I think think it's probably a lack of education if if people do have that view that, you know, about the sport, about the fan base, about how invested parents are. Like my dad was the one who took me everywhere for netball. So he was always on the sidelines and you know, in the freezing cold and the rain and everything else. It it was my dad who, who drove me around. So like I say, my experience has been has, has been positive, but um, I think if that negativity is out there, it's definitely an education yeah. issue. And yeah. I think it's I think it's awesome because historically, other than in Sarah's case, it's usually the mums because mm. it's daughter playing sports, so usually mum goes with mm. daughter. And I think it's commendable that dads are actually recognising how awesome their daughters are, and they're actually going and watching and staying and spreading the world. Definitely, go on, Mr. Bayman and yeah. and, and Andy, Andy Leons. Yeah, and what, your dad never experienced any negativity, no comments, nothing like that. Well, I don't think so, but I think I remember at the time there was there was a few dads, so there was like right. two, two or three um, dads, and you know, dad a little bromance or whatever, but. Um, I can't remember there being negativity. I think what probably potentially isn't seen in in as much of a positive light is if a man's there not related to someone. Mm. Do you know, like, oh, well, yeah. you can just go and watch a yeah, game yeah. 
there would be the the thoughts, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but they'd be thinking, well, why is he here watching young females playing a sport well, that if he's not to connected to anybody? Because he could just be a genuine fan. Exactly. And do you know what? I could just go and watch um, a load of under-21s go and play football. Yep. Uh, that are male and what's the problem that needs to change yeah. that really is an education thing and it'd be really interesting if there are any other netball dads listening or any daughters of netball dads anyone who's got any comment or who who may have received negativity let us know because this could maybe be a more open discussion yeah. and we could actually help that yeah, for sure. at my netball nation uh, so Andy thank you very much for raising that he also asks as well whether you think growing a male audience for the Vitality Super League is a positive thing for the game or does it risk putting off the female fan base who might prefer it to remain a more female following no I think it's only positive and you've got to you've got to be accessible to all you've got to include everyone it sounds awful but when you're talking about getting more exposure and you know growing the game a lot of a lot of senior decision makers are men so if if men don't like the game if there's an option of of investing in netball or investing in in something else they'll go with something Something else so you've got to attract a male audience as well it's got to be inclusive yeah, of absolutely. everyone. I agree with you both on that. Uh, right, next we've had a message coming from Julie Smith, who's asked us to raise awareness of a charity she runs called the Netball Development Trust, who work in Ghana, Uganda and Kenya, delivering netball at grassroots. This hey, Julie, I know Julie. Do you know Julie? Yeah, how oh, you doing? nice. Uh, well, they work with schools. You'll know this then already, mm. Mags. They work with schools and projects to help young people become players, leaders, coaches and officials of the future. Genuinely fantastic that you're doing that, Julie. How essential do you think this kind of thing is in in less developed countries. Oh, massive! And I think you, um, I actually, I actually gave Julie like a suitcase full of old kit, old kit. Yeah. because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, what was I going to do with it? And the fact that it goes to people who need it and you know appreciate it is amazing. But I think for me, you look at the development of the game in Africa over the past ten years. And that is huge. And it's and it's all down to people like Julie and people giving the time as volunteers to go and do this valuable work. Yeah. They and really can make a difference, yeah. can't yeah, they? Yeah, they can. And it's giving it's giving women and girls there an opportunity, opportunity. to play, something that's, that's theirs, mm. you know, that they can get out and get away from their lives if they need to and have that time that, that's their time that they can do something they enjoy. And I think that's massively valuable. Can I ask, um, did you just give the suitcase of kits to Julie because you knew her, Sarah? Or like, was that just a chat that you had? Well, uh, like Netball Development Trust has been going a while and, and I think various teams have donated mm. things and... Right. and as an individual, I think I was clearing out a load of kit and was like, I don't want to just, you know, throw it, throw it or whatever. And so, um, yeah, I just gave it to them. I'm just thinking if anyone's listening who might be throwing absolutely. their kids out, absolutely. Do, do you know, I mean, do we, do they just get in touch with the trust then, do we think? Because we've yeah. got the concept, we will give you the details of an email address for that. But that is a thing then that anyone can Anything. do if they get, right, okay. Yeah. So if you're listening now um, and you've got any kit to throw out or anything at all, uh, then you can email netballtrust at hotmail.com. And Julie's also asked us to tell you about the amazing volunteer opportunities as well that the charity can offer and also the need for fundraising from clubs, universities and companies who want to support their work. So yeah. again, if you want to drop Julian email and speak to any of the team there, it's netballtrust at hotmail.com. And especially club teams who get new kit, like whole whole sets of kit are oh. incredible because then you can go and give it to a team up out there and make up a team and then they've got a uniform and it just makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, and the pictures. I mean, they take loads of pictures, they send it back and just the look on the face of the, these girls. I mean, they have no trainers, they have nothing on the feet, but they're wearing this wonderful netball kit with the patch bibs and they look 
five star. It's it's just lovely that something that you would be getting rid of anyway can make such a difference yeah. to them. So please do do that. Mm. Uh, right, finally, a fantastic shout out from Jenny Taylor, who's got in touch from Liverpool and tells us she's been tasked with promoting netball on the run up to the Netball World Cup. And so far, Jenny has started a 10 week back to netball session and high five session in West Derby. I think a round of applause for yes. Jenny. Round of applause. Great good work. work, good work. Uh, she's working with the Liverpool Legacy Committee to promote the sport and encourage daughters and mothers cousins, aunties and friends to get involved in the sport. How amazing is that? Awesome. Did you say she's doing it for 10 weeks? Yeah, so she started a 10 week back to netball session and a high five session in West Derby. Well, let's hope it's really successful and after the 10 weeks it it runs for another. We'd we'd love that. Mm. Keep in touch as well, Jenny. Let us know if it does because these kind of things are invaluable, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Amazing and and you want the World Cup to have a legacy. So, especially for Liverpool, like you want more people to play and and teams to be formed and, and people to just develop that love of netball. Definitely. Well, Jenny, you've got a big thumbs up from us here at Netball Nation. Keep doing what you're doing and we'd love to keep the updates coming to our Netball Nation listeners. So as I say, please do stay in touch. Thanks so much to everyone who's got in touch with questions and shout outs. We'll always do our best to cover them on the show. So please do keep them coming in. Again, just to remind you, if you've got anything you want to ask our host or you'd like us to shout out, then you can email us hello at mynetballnation.com or get in touch using any of the socials at mynetballnation. Right, ladies, do you have any shout outs before we move on to our predictions? Yes, I do. Go on. So... Uh, last Sunday, I went to a charity netball tournament. Um, that's what I do with my yeah. day off. <laughs> um, no, but it was so good. Play- Players Netball Club in Nottingham. Been running it for, I can't even remember now, last seven or eight years. Raised over £18,500 over no. that time for Macmillan. Wow. Yep. So uh, like, the raffle prizes, I'm not even lying, insane. What? Go on Like then. a big pack put together of like, a free like cut and colour at like a top salon in Nottingham, like a hairdryer, straighteners, um, tickets to a family ice skate in the zoo. Wow, oh, they're getting the these fabulous gifts. That's amazing. Netball posts. On, yeah, it was. I was like so blown away. So this is where you tell us you won and you've brought them all in for us. No. <laughs> to send to Julie. To send yeah, to, to Julie, yeah. Did you win anything? I didn't win anything, but oh. I had a great time. Um also speaking to them because it, it, it's just a club that, that organises it year on year it had 30 odd teams it was awesome sun was shining loved it um, but they had these really cool dresses with like cartoon characters yeah. all over them and a little bit of me was like what on earth are you doing and so I was like oh you know what's with the dresses and they were saying each character was um, a fancy dress theme that they'd done on tour each year oh, wow. so there was like Wonder Woman on there and Minion <laughs> on there different things so their challenge to me was what they should have as their theme for this year so the tour is to Liverpool for the World Cup right. they don't they don't play because you know all good tours doesn't don't involve playing yeah. <laughs> um, but they want a fancy dress idea so I reckon I need to throw it out there oh. for people oh, for best, any inspiration best fancy dress ideas send them in at My Netball yeah. Nation and we'll send them over to them uh, yeah. We'll try and do that next week. Yeah, let them know. That's so good. We can be as creative as we like. Yeah, it, yeah. I, guess, I mean, last to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Beatles. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. yeah. Yeah, Straight away. there we go. Straight in there. Right. Well, congratulations as well on raising that much money. Yeah. True for a wonderful course. Yeah. Did, did you say Macmillan? Yeah, for Macmillan. Wonderful. Really yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. Mags, have you got any shout outs you'd like to do? Uh, just one. Um, best of luck to all the clubs playing in the under 16 national clubs this weekend in Essex. Um, it's a fantastic weekend. Um, it's one of the best competitions and it's the top 18 
under 16 clubs in the whole of England. So best luck to everybody. We'll have to, we'll have to do results next week. Yes. Because that's a massive competition. And that's where you're heading, isn't it's it? Straight after, after the, the show. Yeah, after I'm on, on that motorway to take my girls down there. Well, Mags, have the best time. Thank and, you. And good, good luck to all of you. you. Right, big, big week where top four spots will be confirmed. So, ladies, mm. let's go. All the final round games are taking place on Saturday at 6pm. So, Twitter's going to go crazy with this. It's just yeah. going to be everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Sarah, is it a bit of a nightmare for teams? Because obviously, you can't, like we said earlier, you can't see what's going on elsewhere. Yeah, I think my my approach to it is very much just going to be we look after ourselves, we try and win, you know, stuff everyone else they can Can't do what do they want. But, no, I th- and but I imagine fans. It's going to be like you know, like like relegation day yeah. on football yes. when fans are on the phone yes. and <laughs> listening to the radio and on Twitter and everything. Yeah. So uh, I imagine for fans, it's going to be an intense hour and a half of refreshing and trying to see question what for you Sarah are. question for you because there will be somebody following the Twitter feeds for all the other games that have been played is that something that you would want to know each quarter or do you not want to know no nah, I don't really care like I think it just takes focus away from what I'm Correct. trying to do um so I I won't ask to be told um one of my assistants might know but I you've just got to do your own job. And I think yeah. as soon as we start thinking about external things and, you know, what, what they're cl- doing, what they're doing. Yeah. The business at hand. Yeah. yeah. Be- I think that's going to be the attitude of all the coaches, isn't it? Well, well I don't know. I've just, I've might have just, I might have just given them a tip. <laughs> 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 or they're probably thinking that idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be scrolling like that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Right. Well, first up, we have got Lightning V Dragons. I know, obviously, we're all going to be back in Lightning here at Netball Nation. But what do Loughborough really need to get right in order to beat the informed Dragons? Sarah, you spoke earlier about what you needed to do. Mags, what do you think? Uh, Lightning need to do? It's a serious, serious, I would suggest, man-on-man defensive game Mm -hmm. because we talked about the fact that Dragons give, they're not going to give you the ball, they're not going to gift you the ball, so you're going to have to try and just wear them down. Mm -hmm. And they're they're quite tenacious as well, you know, they've they've run teams close and won a couple of games, you know, and I think this is going to be the best finish for Dragons ever in Super League. Yeah, they've they've still got a chance of making six, so they'll want to win it. You know, they've never finished as high as this, so they will be up to making, you know... Creating a little bit of havoc for Cyrus' team, but I still think that Loughborough have more than enough in the tank to take the game off them. Big defensive game. They're very solid, yeah. Are you feeling confident, Sarah? Yeah, you've got to feel confident. Um, And, you know, you're trying to get to a semi-final, so you've got to feel confident and you've got to feel like you're able to beat everyone in the league because, you know, it's it's an important time of the season. It is, and best of luck to you. Uh, right, we've also got Mavs taking on Sirens at home and Mavs must win in order to give themselves a chance of top four. What are we going for? Uh, yeah, I think Mavs will win. Um, I don't think it'll be super comfortable, but I think I think probably like five to ten goal win. You're thinking Mavs yeah. and Mags? Yeah, I think Mavs will do it. Okay. They have to. You both, yeah, uh, they, they have. have to. It's important for them. So you both agreeing on Mavs winning that one. The Sky Sports game is Bath taking on London Pulse. How's that one going to go? I, oof, I th- I'm going to say Bath are going to do it mm-hmm. um, because I just believe that the the quality that they have within their squad, as in you've got Serena, that captain, fantastic, that'll be running up and down, and she will give blood to her team for that game. Yeah. Um, and the shooting power of Kamen at the other end. I just think that Bath have got more in the bag than. 
Pulse. Do you agree with that, Sarah? Yeah, I, th- I think Bath will win. I think they've got, like Mike said, they've got some big game players. Like you've got Serena and Ebony and they've won a Commonwealth Games gold medal. Like they know how to play big matches. They know how to win when it matters. So I think they'll probably win that one. They'll be there. They'll be ready for it. And finally, we've also got Stars hosting Wasps who've already confirmed their place in the semis and Storm hosting Thunder. What are you saying for both of those? So Stars and Wasps. Wasps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Wasps will win that. Stars Stars will want to finish on a, on a high, high because they've had a good season. Um, but I think even though Wasps are safe, um, they'll want to head into semis on the back of a win. So I think I think they'll still go hard at that and, and win that. And Storm are hosting Thunder? Um, Thunder. Yeah, I think Thunder. Both in agreement. Yeah. You're agreeing a lot, aren't you, today? It's just <laughs> unusual. <laughs> right, well, it's a, it's a big, it is a big, big time, isn't it, for you all? And a big Netball Nation. Good luck to Sarah yeah. and the Loughborough Girls on Saturday. We are all going to be cheering you on. Yeah. Can't wait as well to chat about the semi-finals on next week's episode. Sarah, best of luck. Good like luck, I say, girl. we are rooting for yeah. you. Thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcast, head over to mynetballnation.com. And again, do follow us on all of the social platforms at mynetballnation. Thank you very much for that, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a belter. See you too. This is Netball Nation.